One hand speaks. In the digital landscape of cyberspace, let's talk internet tax. Okay, here we go. Alejandro Anastasio, One Hand Speaks Storytelling Podcast, episode number 122 and five of five in a row. Here we go. Uh, they're all bicycle related. And this one is slightly no different, if I can say that. Basically, it comes down to I paid a tax on a bicycle frame that I bought on eBay. This is the first time I've actually paid a tax buying something on eBay since, I don't know, 1996, 8, 1998. I, I don't even know. I've had my account with eBay for more than 20 Years And this is the first time as a buyer I've actually paid a tax. So this is really about the, the internet tax. And not just what's called the internet uh, freedom tax. What is it? It's the Internet Tax Freedom Act. That's it. The Internet Tax Freedom Act. Apparently signed in 1998... Now, that's early digital revolution by President Clinton, I believe, and uh, it is what it is. I don't know that much about it. I have a link down in uh, on my uh, podcast page, onehandspeaks.com. Check it out. And I also have a link about it being turned over just recently, sometime July 2018. That got turned over, and basically what it says is... If you do not have a brick-and-mortar store, a location store, if you are strictly online selling, you now have to uh, collect taxes from people. Now, up until then, you didn't have to. I believe that was the Internet Tax Freedom Act. You didn't have to—if you didn't have a brick-and-mortar store, you didn't have to collect taxes— which really is such a great, great thing. Uh, but not so great, I guess, if you're trying to compete with eBay and Amazon nowadays. But let me take it back a, li a little bit. Let me take it back. I have been buying and selling things on the Internet since 1992, I believe, is the first time I bought something on the Internet and sold something. And this was a long time ago, mind you, 1992. I got my first email address in 1989, and I remember speaking to Ricard Robbins, somebody I used to shoot a lot of billiards with, shoot a lot of pool with at Indian University. He asked me if I got my email account, and I said, what? He said, your electronic mail account, everybody gets one with their student account. And I thought, oh, I need to get in on this bandwagon, this cool new thing. And then I ended up moving to the University of Washington, moving to Seattle and transferring to the University of Washington. I took a class on uh, technology and how it affected sociology, how it affected society. Digital technology, digital technology, informational technology, and how it affected society. And of course, the big thing at that time was this thing coming up. People didn't even really know what to call it. Web crawler, and that's old school, was just barely a new thing. And 
Was it the World Wide Web? Was it the internet? I don't know. Most people just logged into FTP sites. And at that time, if you've been listening to my last few podcasts, I have been uh, bicycling full-time my entire life. 1991, I was right in the thick of it. Living in Seattle, commuting all the time, spending a lot of time with my friend Drew, who owned Bottom Bracket, listening to Sunny Day Real Estate, going to a lot of concerts, living in Seattle in the early to mid-90s, which was a great time to be rocking the Emerald City. Let me tell you what. And, uh, you know, I was just constantly upgrading my bicycle. And I remember the first thing I bought online, and it was on an FTP site. I mean, there was no audio. There was no imagery. There was no video. All it was was just threaded texts. You would click on a link. Oh, this is for sale. And you'd follow the, you'd follow the thread. You just write stuff. And it's real popular again now, but back then that's all there was. That was what was pre-World Wide Web. They were all FTP sites. It wasn't organized at all in the way that it is organized right now. It's amazing to grow up analog. I mean, I was born analog. Eight tracks, cassettes, albums, playing outside, all of that. And then my parents got me a Commodore 64, which led into Macintosh, and I've been using computers my entire life. But there were these bicycle forums for buying and selling bicycle parts, and I bought my first set of titanium brakes in 1992, and I sold something online. I can't remember. I think it was a set of rims. I'm not 100% sure. Can't quite recall. I just remember the first thing I bought. Now, mind you, PayPal didn't exist at the time. Basically, you had an honor system, somewhat written agreement online with people you never met. And you, they were just on the other side of the digital landscape, and you agreed to this deal, and you would send them a check, and they would send you the goods. <laughs> totally unsecure, totally unsafe. Yeah, people got ripped off all the time, but most of the time it was the honor system, and everything worked out well. By today's standards, it's amazing. And it's really interesting. Uh, back then, I probably should have been buying stock in, at that time, web crawler and certainly PayPal. I, you know, that was the big thing. It's like, oh, how can we have secure financial interactions online? All that stuff was totally new, 91, 92, 93. I remember when PayPal came out, I thought that was the bomb. Such a great, great idea. But... You know, basically, I have been buying and selling things online since 1992, and most of the time it's basic, you know, probably up until maybe six years ago, has just been all what I call digital yard sale. You know, basically, when you have a yard sale, you sell stuff, you take cash, and, well, most people don't pay taxes on that, don't claim taxes. And that's just kind of how it works. It's basically, it's my digital yard sale. I'm just selling stuff and buying stuff, eBay, that kind of thing. I pay my eBay fee and shipping costs and, you know, send something out. Or Same thing, I get something. Never, ever concerned about taxes. And in most cases, when I'm buying and selling things online, up until, I don't know, four months ago, I've never really dealt with taxes. Now, you know, the internet tax thing is such an interesting thing. 
Because, you know, if I go to Oregon and I buy something, I don't pay a tax. But just now I bought a bicycle frame from Oregon and I paid a tax. How bizarre. Maybe because I live in Idaho, did I pay the Idaho tax? I don't know. It's just, it's weird. And I've bought a lot of Moldavite from the Czech Republic. And, you know, there's really no international tax. Uh, How that works, I'm not 100% sure, but all that's trying to get weeded out, all this taxation on the Internet, I have known it's been coming for a long, long time. And I've, you know, I've just been very fortunate to be spending the last 25 years buying and selling things online and not really having to deal with tax in either way as the buyer or the seller. And honestly, you know, I don't run... A formal business. Now, I do have a Moldavite store. I sell Moldavite, which is a Tektite. You'll have to do some some research on that. And that's a, a formal business. And I, you know, I, I, what I sell, I claim taxes on, and I pay for that at the end of the year. Same thing with uh, mala counters. I, I sell some high-end Buddhist equipment, uh, Buddhist practice gear, mala counters, and boom counters. If you're Vajrayana Buddhist or just Buddhist in general, you might know what I'm talking about. If not, visit malacounters.com. But I have an Etsy store, so I have an eBay store for Moldavite, and then I have an Etsy store for just mala counters. And just only recently I've had to deal with the tax stuff, probably in the last seven months I've had to deal with taxes on Etsy, which I think... It's just kind of throwing me. I'm not. I'm not quite sure how that works. Or now I think Etsy just charges me f- for the tax, and they end up dealing with it. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's all just basically a brand new thing for me. And you know, it's really interesting because you know, for the longest time, well, not the longest time, maybe two and a half years, I actually uh, sold women's coats online. I actually had a pretty good following on eBay and I would just spend my Saturday and Sunday afternoons going to thrift stores, buying women's coats and selling them online. And it was great. I never paid a tax. And, you know, other than when I bought it, I guess I paid a tax in Idaho, but then when I sold it, nothing like that. And I don't even think the people that bought stuff paid taxes. And, you know, it's just, I got to say that the the financial, the internet financial landscape for the longest time has been basically like the wild, wild west. People just making transactions and buying and selling stuff and not really paying taxes. I mean, Amazon has probably made a billion and a half dollars of money on taxes not paid because basically they didn't have to on the initial internet. Tax Freedom Act Law of 1998, I believe. I'm not 100% sure. I have to do more reading. I put two links uh, in the show notes, so you can go down and check it out if if you have any interest about that at all. Now, basically, of course, now if you're buying something on Amazon, you're going to pay a tax, and Etsy, you're going to pay a tax, eBay, anything else online, you'll pay a tax. It's been a new thing, but I don't know, five years ago, never had to deal with it, and certainly... 20 years ago, it was completely unheard of. Because even then, there was no financial tracking of money transfer like eBay. Maybe I should just do more Bitcoin, move that along. Uh, But, you know, PayPal, nowadays, there's just a lot of ways to transfer money uh, digitally. But in the past, no. Basically, I just sent a check and hope for the best. (laughs) You know what? I have never been ripped off online. 
I mean, things didn't show up. A check didn't show up or or my goods got lost for months. But basically, I've never been ripped off. People have been ripped off on the honor system for sure, for sure. But that's the state of the thing right now. And, and I'm just bringing this up because I'm getting into biking and I paid that. I paid a tax. Man, that was a little chunk of scratch. You know, that kind of that adds up with my shipping fee for a bicycle frame from Oregon. Yeah, all of a sudden I dropped some big money. So now I'm thinking about how I want to do things because I I do pedal things online. Only one thing, malacounters.com is a real business thing. I, I the the money that moves online I pay taxes on. I claim that and I pay a tax on that. Moldavite's more of a hobby and then I've been buying I've been selling stuff on eBay for 20 20 some odd years can't believe it i don't even know how much stuff i've moved through ebay basically it's my digital yard sale that's where i move a lot of my goods and i'm getting ready to put a bunch of stuff up on there some antique watches i got some funky fluvog shoes that are going up there i just got a bunch of stuff i want to move it's it, it's a great forum it's a great forum but now now we now we got to deal with taxes i knew eventually it would show up and then how they're going to deal with all the international stuff, I don't know. It's probably going to get a lot uglier before it gets a lot better. I remember a number of years ago, they were just talking about a flat internet tax. Anything, any financial transition on the internet, worldwide web, cyber online store, whatever you want to call it, just pays a certain tax. But who's going to regulate that? What global banking entity? Who knows? I don't. I don't even want to get in there because then it's going to get all conspiracy theory like. But pay attention, my friends. It's here. It wasn't always here, but it's here now. Whether we like it or not, we're going to be paying more internet tax. Be well, be kind, watch your money online, and do more good things. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.